Dora, He-Man's twin sister and defender of the Crystal Castle. This is Spirit, my beloved steed. Fabulous secrets were revealed to me the day I held aloft my sword and said, For the honour of Greyskull! Hello and welcome to SMPD, the podcast where we look back at the cartoons that shaped our childhood. I am Chris Bolton. With me, as always, my partner in podcasting, Mr. Mark Williams. Hello. Uh, And this episode, we are back with a bang from our Christmas break uh, with an episode. I, I must be honest, when we first started this show, I didn't think we'd ever get around to doing this. Um, we're looking at She-Ra, Princess of Power. Yeah, no, I was quite keen because um, I loved this. I mean, when um, when uh, when I was little, I mean, as I said, we've discussed before, there's about sort of 18 months, two years between us, I think. Um, my brother was massively into He-Man and She-Ra came about. Uh, so I, I was aware of He-Man and She-Ra came about and it, it was new and it was stuff I hadn't seen before. Um, so it was interesting, and, I, I, and largely no, He-Man was in a lot of them, so I, no, I, was, I was just stuff I hadn't seen before, and it was really exciting. Um, and then, yeah, it, it didn't make it onto the original list. We did the um, the He-Man and She-Ra crossover Christmas special um, a couple of years back um, in an episode that didn't get released until far, far later, because I don't know how I forgot to post it. Um, so we did that, and then that sort of piqued my interest. So when we were looking at extending the list and starting our phase two, it was one I thought that no, we should really look at, because it's... For me, it's massively underrated, and obviously, it had a um, it had a new lease of life. What two years ago, with um, when Netflix started it, uh, started their reboot from DreamWorks. I think even longer than that. Now, aren't they on like season four of that? They show? are, but I think they kind of. I don't think they're four seasons. I think they're like no Netflix type seasons. So they're half they're half a job. They're, so they're up to season four. I'm sure it's 2017. It um, it appeared in. Oh, okay, but um, I'm not but, as late to the party on that as I thought. Then that's good. <laughs> yeah, um, and I mean, I, I I was a bit dubious with that one because just because having seen stills of it, I, I thought the, saw the animation style and sort of balked at it. Yeah, I thought it looks it's it's a bit too bright. It's a bit too childish. I know it's a kids program, but I just, I didn't want to know. I didn't want it sullying the memory. And we'll come on to that. Um, we'll come on to the new show, I'm sure. Oh, but, um... I, I've like this isn't a podcast about the new She-Ra, but it's obviously it's going to come up. It's it's going to cross over, and I can talk for days on that show. So, <laughs> well, yeah. maybe 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 we'll uh, maybe we'll have a bit more uh, depth on that one later on. So I wasn't quite sure. I mean, I, I've I've not seen all of it. I've seen bits of it. Um, and I, I when I went back to rewatching, I watched I rewatched specifically um, the origin stories from the original and the new. Um, just to see how they stack up and how you know, how they sort of worked. Um, so yeah, I think that's going to come up quite a bit later on. But yeah, so I mean, that's why I wanted to do Shira in the first place, um, just because it's one of those that I mean, I've I've always had a, had a bit of a soft spot for it. Um, and then what else? We did the Christmas special a couple of years back, and that sort of piqued my interest again. Um, and yeah, I've just been waiting for the point where we could sort of legitimately say, yeah, we'll do that next. We've got we've, no, we're we're at a stage where we've we've done all the ones we want. We said we would do first, and now we can move on to new stuff. And this was going to be on the list. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, for me, um, as I've mentioned several times on this show, like, He-Man was my thing uh, as a child. He-Man just was my thing. I loved He-Man. I loved Masters of the Universe. Um, And so, you know, also I loved She-Ra. But it, it, it was always just very much a part of that universe to me. Um, and so I, I think I kind of have always known that we'll get around to He-Man at some point. Um, but it was also never, re- even though it's, it's a massive show for me, it was never high up on the list because we did the Christmas special. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in doing that, you know, She-Ra is in it. Um, 
arguably the stuff with She-Ra is the best stuff in it as well. Oh, um, but but I don't know. I just kind of I always <laughs> felt like we'd pull more towards He-Man, and I, and I'm sure we'll end up doing both. Um, Probably. I but, mean, I think because we did a we did an early Who Wins with He-Man, didn't we? As well, I think we did. Yeah. So He-Man has featured on the network quite a bit, whereas She-Ra has not. Um, but especially as a kid as well, I I just always found it difficult to separate the two. Um, well, yeah, it was kind of like an extension, wasn't it? Because, I mean, because there were so many crossovers. Um, yeah. I, I, from memory, and I might be wrong, but I think from memory, it was always crossovers where He-Man bled into She-Ra, not the other way around. Yes, always. So um, you, you never got um, She-Ra and her band popping up on Eternia, um, unless it was a, a He-Man-driven She-Ra episode. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, for me, when, when I say I, I never thought we'd get around to it, I just kind of, it, it's always, it's a show that's kind of always been there, obviously. And I, it's not that I disliked it as a kid at all, far from it. Um, it's just always been kind of tied into that wider kind of Motu kind of mythology for me. Um, and so, yeah, when, when it hit the list and, and when we were looking to come back and you said, let's do She-Ra, like straight away, I was like, yep, absolutely. Um, and, and I think, it's you know it's especially one that I've I've been looking forward to over Christmas now because uh, as I just alluded to I was late to the party with the Netflix show um, I've been watching it for just over a month now mm. and I'm fucking hooked um, I I can't believe I'm so late to the party I can't believe I was shallow enough to let the the art style put me off. Um, because it is unquestionably one of the best TV shows I've seen in recent memory, let alone one of the best cartoons. Um, we, we'll get onto that sort of later on. I've done a similar thing to you. Um, I am some uh, about probably third of the way through season two of the new show. So I've done the the origin story over there. And, and in fact, the whole first season is mm-hmm. basically the origin story for the new show. Yeah. Um, and I've gone back and watched what I know as Sword of She-Ra. Yes. Um, which is basically the first, well, the first five well, or six episodes, I think, is it? it yes, yeah, the first five episodes, which is, uh, I mean, I might as well try to dive into it straight here. I mean, I... I didn't remember them specifically. Um, I didn't remember the so this particular um, part of the part of the story, uh, the, the origin part of it. For me, it feels given that it's an origin of She-Ra, it feels too He-Man heavy. It's very He-Man heavy, um, and I think that yeah. that I mean I, there were some really nice bits, and I thought that there were some interesting themes in it. I mean, this came off the back of fucking Star Wars as well, so it looked like Star, it looked like Star Wars on steroids. Oh, um, the similarities you know, between with, She-Ra especially and Star Wars, yeah. So oh, I mean massive. that was I mean that was blatant from day one uh, and but yes yeah, so, I mean I, I watched that and I think that the thing that struck me with it is I I, I watched those five and then two the next two which kind of stand alone um, and it's only when you get past the five and you get into the standalone episodes and then you fuck off all the crossover episodes you actually get Shira being Shira where it gets to be a show in its own right and I think they're probably I mean the, the crossover episodes are the better ones because they've got He Man in them and they they have that wider universe in them. But in terms of it, of Shira stories, the standalone episode of the week ones are far more impressive because you get far more out of them um, than you do with the crossovers. Whereas you don't get that with the new one. And I think the new one does a far better job of, because it's, I mean, I've not seen all of it. I'm far from seeing all of it. I've, I've seen sort of most of the first season. But it's so far removed. And it gives you that sort of, again, it places her as being younger. And it's the thing with sort of, um, 
YA books and stuff like that, whereby as as a teen, as a late teen, you're finding your place in the world and you're trying, you're you're challenging things and you're starting to think in a particular way, and it's got that sort of feel to it, whereby she's not an established commander in um oh, sorry, in, in the army, she no she's very much still learning as she goes, and it's no it's it's more accepted and a more traditional arc that you get nowadays where you do have these sort of teen dramas whereby you have all you have all that stuff plus your personal life. Whereas I think the originals kind of shied away from that. And it was just a case of, yeah, well, we'll develop a character, but it's all about the fighting. Yeah, I mean, you know, we need to remember with the original, there was obviously the, it was all driven by Mattel. Let's not forget that. Um, however, however, I think she is a lot more removed from that than Masters of the Universe were. And I'm sure we'll touch on that later on. But yeah, yeah just to pick up on, on the similarities between the origin stories in the two, um, I was actually surprised. Um, I, and, and don't get me wrong, I, I said I've gone back and, and watched what I know as Sword of She-Ra. And when I say I know it as Sword of She-Ra, I know this story very well. Mm. Um, you know, this and the Christmas special are are things that I watch on on a reasonably regular basis. I would say every every couple of years or so, I'll give them a spin um, because I love He-Man so much. Mm. Um, and so on my initial viewing of the Netflix show, I was surprised at just how faithful it was. Um, I, I think it it stands as a shining example of what a reboot should be in that it takes everything that was good about the original, mm. builds on it and updates yeah. it. And and a lot of that story arc is there in Sword of She-Ra. And yes, it's, it's He-Man heavy, but actually narratively, I think, that is the correct way to play it and it needs to be he-man heavy because of the way they're connected and because we're being introduced to this new character who starts off as a villain and, and mm. has to actually find find out who she is and, yeah, and i thought that was lost a brilliant memory. touch i thought um, that was a beautiful touch yeah I, it's it's fucking brave especially in the 80s for a cartoon yeah. that should be selling toys <clears throat> to take such a bold kind of narrative leap and like say actually do you know what you're not even going to see she-ra until episode three yeah like the first the first two episodes adora is barely in and when she is she is adora and he man is just searching for her with this sword yeah um, it it is a soft pilot it, they are essentially masters of the universe episodes where he man well, a... goes over um to etheria and and sort of sort of hunts out adora um and I, I think it works for that. And and yes, you know, the updated version obviously doesn't have He-Man because licensing, um, even though that, I don't know, maybe in the future now they'll cross over. I doubt it because I think the tone of the new Motu is going to be very different to the tone of, yeah. of this She-Ra. Um, also, the different animation houses, and I don't think the rights align with DreamWorks. So there's all sorts of different difficult things there. But besides the fact that He-Man isn't in it, I think actually if the show that is being made now was being made 30 years ago, I think you'd more or less end up with what we had. I I, I really think it's just a natural process that it's updated and, and the original show is that, but as a product of its time. Mm. I, I don't feel like there's a huge gap between the two at all. Um no, I, mean, I mean, obviously, it's... you know, there are differences. The character designs especially are very different in the new show. Um, I, I'd argue they probably improved, um, despite what I said about the art style earlier. Well, um, there's a difference between the art style and the and the, and the, the character design. I mean, the, the, the art style is a lot more contemporary. 
um the the design i don't mind but you could do that you could do the design of the characters in this in the same um drawn style as you did as they did with the original or as they did with the original which i would which Um, i would much prefer um i really was put off the new show yeah me too the main thing it looked so cartoony yeah is is the problem with it and and when we say that you know uh, this is this is a show where I, i hope most of you listening will kind of understand what i mean by that but you know, when I say cartoony, I don't necessarily mean it in a derogatory sense, or uh, I don't actually mean to elevate it by saying so, depending on, on your view of cartoons. But I mean, cartoon in as much as it is very broad strokes, the emotions are huge, they pitch to the stall, but the faces are actually quite featureless. There isn't yeah. a lot of detail in the animation and things. It's it's cartoony, it's, it's lampoonery. Um and actually, for all that you might think the originals were were fairly crappily animated, they're really not for the most part. No, <laughs> they're I mean, actually the actual, quite yeah, decent. Yeah, the animation I didn't mind. I mean, the thing that struck me, I I watched them as um I don't I don't think it's a an official channel. There's a channel on YouTube which had them all, um, and the the capture was particularly awful. So um, it was fine when people were standing and talking, but when you had motion, it kind of skipped. Um, so that made it quite difficult until you got used to it, it made it quite jarring by the time I got sort of halfway through this first episode it was fine I didn't notice it anymore um, but that first sort of no, five ten minutes it was quite noticeable it was quite off-putting um, but yeah I mean there was a lot of de- there was a lot of detail in it um, certainly the a lot of the faces um, there were a couple of things that bugged me even in the first episode whereby they didn't so much repeat frames as they repeated entire sequences um, but again that was just a, a, t- a technique they used at the time because the same thing was going on so why not um so there's things like that but i mean yeah it, if if you could if you could have that animation style with the current character design i think it would be i think the current one would be a lot stronger um i i think i find it difficult to imagine how the current one can be any stronger other than the yeah the art style which which you get used to um, yes you do yeah i i now am fully used to i mean one of the things that I really bumped up against actually when I started watching it, as I say, bearing in mind, I, I was put off watching it for a long time just by the art style. But when I did watch it about the only thing I bumped up against was the transformation sequence. Mm. Um, and it's because again, of the art style and, and the music that's being used. And especially because, you know, that's a big nostalgic thing for me in the back of my head. I want oh, yeah. the echo sounding on for the honor of Grayskull. And I want to hear She-Ra, She-Ra. And I want to see the magic swirling down around her. And I want to see all of that. We don't get that. Instead, well, we get again, this, this quite cartoony, but actually very, very well shot and very well choreographed and actually well scored transformation sequence which if i'm honest now i prefer but it took some getting past and i think that is just breaking through nostalgia because if you look at the two side by side now the the new transformation sequence is clearly much better yeah much much better it it is but it's it's almost a pavlovian isn't it whereby you your brain is conditioned to expect that, yes. you know, for the honor of Grayskull, and you know what's happening next. Oh, um, it, it absolutely is that. It wasn't when when you first hear Adora shout for the honor of Grayskull in in the new cartoon. You're just expecting to see an updated version yeah. of the transformation sequence, and moreover, you're expecting to hear an updated version of, of the, the Shira theme. Yeah, which obviously you don't get because it's a different show. Um, it but is, yeah, I mean, it, if you it had is those, Pavlovian, I mean, and it's interesting, isn't it? Because I, I don't think, 
there probably are other cartoons where that would be a thing for me but i think he-man and she-ra particularly are the two where like i'm thinking about it now you know and, and we're gonna get this this rebooted motu as well and i don't know how i'm gonna react to the transformation sequence in that because it's it really is like it, it's pavlovian that is the best yeah. response but my connection to those few simple frames and yeah. that soundtrack is is it runs deep really deep um and that's not something i've ever thought about but you've hit the nail right yeah. on the head there i think i mean for me the only other one is um the sword of omens and that sequence in, in thundercats yeah um I guess so. I mean, I've, it's, it's I've not, not really not... seen the rebooted Thundercats. I know there was one. I I saw bits of it, and actually, yeah, it wasn't actually, great. I, I I thought it looked okay. Um, it, it was alright. It just wasn't. It. it wasn't Thundercats. Uh, no, it was. It's the same as we've said with a lot of the reboots and stuff. It's, it's not. It's not my Thundercats. It's not what I was hoping it would be. And as a result, being that much older and it, no, not having the nostalgia attached to it that the original series would, I watched it and I went, yeah, it's all right. And that was that was the end of it. But again, that um, that sequence where you know, the you know, he pulls the sword and it gets longer, and you get the uh, the, the yeah. signal coming out. That's again, it's not the same, and it's not for me. It's not right, and no. there's nothing wrong with it, and it fits perfectly with the, with the piece they've made. It's just not. It's not what I what I what I expect, what I want, what I need. No, and but I, I then, think that's. Know- we we have to remember that that wasn't made for us in the same way that that the new Shira isn't being yeah. made for us. Uh, we can we can enjoy it. We absolutely can. And like I said, I, I think it's absolutely phenomenal. Mm. Um, but it's not for me anymore. Whereas, well, arguably, Shira wasn't for me either. Well, um, no, it, it was um, it was uh, Mattel's answer to um, the fact that girl, girls weren't buying uh, weren't buying action figures. It's go figure. Yeah, I mean, again, it, it's it's a product of the time. Um, yeah, you know uh, it. <laughs> unbelievable it was essentially to to get girls yet yeah, to buy the oh, yeah. she doll i mean to I, play that... with her brother's master's hey, unit figures yeah. and, and to the point where i mean it, this is sickening um i don't know if you can remember this but the only i, I distinctly remember because i had them both as well and wasn't ashamed to ask for them for christmas mm. but the only actual she figures were the princesses and Swiftwind. all of no, the others no, no, no. There All of others. the others were Masters of the Universe figures. Oh, uh, were they? Yep, absolutely. If you wanted, say, Hordak, yeah. um, then that was a Masters of the Universe figure. It was oh, a okay. separate line of Masters of the Universe. And they, they sold them as the evil horde. Um, and I, I specifically remember because they were so, like the, the designs of the horde were so much cooler yeah. Than the than the villains in in Master of the Universe, so and I I had heavy all... as well. Like the, 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 the Hordak one especially was fucking heavy. Yeah. So I had all of the Horde. Um, but yeah, I mean, fact check me because I'm talking from memory, but I am almost I'm 99% convinced of it. And I'll tell you another reason I know why that was is because the Shira ones were packaged like dolls. They were packaged like girls' dolls. Right. Um, okay. And and the Horde and and male characters. <laughs> were on blister packs on the Masters of the Universe size uh, with, the, with the little rubber bands. Yeah. Um, you'd have to fact check me. I, I'm, I, read, I'm reading it right now. The female She-Ra was released in the 1980s as part of the Princess of Power toy line, while the Evil Horde was incorporated in Masters of the Universe. There you go. I knew it. Um, yeah, so um, yeah, I, I wasn't aware of that. But as I, was, I was thinking about it. As I, I had a She-Ra, and 
there's a story behind this. I don't know how true it is because the only source I've got is my brother, who, um, when as as far as he as far as he's concerned, as he tells it, when he was told that he was having a little brother or sister, he was told he was having a tractor. So how accurate he is, I don't know. <laughs> but apparently, um, for the Christmas that this was on, I wanted a Shira and a Barbie. No idea why. Um, and I had a Shira and some of the some of the Eagle Horde toys. Um, but I said, the only source I've got is my brother. So I know I had a Shira. Beyond that, how true the story is, I don't know. Um, but I was watching, as I was watching through um, this morning, actually, um, there are a fuckload of toys from this line that I had, which I didn't realize. I thought they were, I assumed they were all He-Man. Or all, there you go. Uh, um, I had um, Hordak. I had I can't remember his name. The the one with the red face and the big ears. Who's eyes come out and stalks? Man, man, man. Ah, oh, man. Fucking hell! This is really going to bug Mantena. me. That's Mantena. it, Mantena. Yeah, yeah. Had I'm him. Glad had you got that, that would really have fucking bugged yeah, me. Yeah, I've I've got it in front of me. I didn't remember. Um, yeah. So oh, I had. Yeah. Um, of course, I had, had, had years of thing. Stupid Chris. Yeah, that's where I do all my research. You know that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I had um, him. I had Grizzlaw. I had Hordak. Um, I don't think I had anybody else. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I remember. Surely you, had, you must have had Modulock. Which one? Like, Modulock. The cool. He was like Lego, basically. You could pull oh, the arms yeah. and legs off. You had two heads. Now again, I assumed he was because it was the way it was set up. I assumed he was He-Man. No, Shiro. Yeah. He's a member of the Horde. Yeah, we did have him. Um, so yeah, so I mean, I had all all these. I didn't realize we had we had so many. Um, I just assumed they were all part of, again because they were all part of the same universe, and I would have been like five, so I wouldn't fucking know. Um, but yes, and I was I was down at my parents' house not so long ago, and like we've got over the years, stuff has diminished, and like the amount of stuff we've still got has diminished. But Montana is still there, Grizzlaw is still there, and they're fucking heavy duty, and they're probably in the best condition of the of the figures that we've got that we played with because they were that no that they were that much bigger and heavier. I mean, if you think like the Mumra um Thundercats toy. That was can, huge. That uh, fucking you, action figure was massive. And you compare how solid that is to the Master of the Universe t- uh, figures. Well yeah, He Man figures were flimsy. I like I'm not sure they were held together with fucking rubber bands. Yeah they were I distinctly and, remember this. Oh yeah I've broken many of them um by pulling legs off and shit. And I've still got quite a few of them. Um again they they were more my brothers um does he he was he was massively into He Man. Um um for him it was He Man and Transformers and then for me it was um Ghostbusters, Turtles, um that's so that's sort of that bit later on. Um but yeah so I mean we had we had so many of these but the uh, the the ones that came out as part of this line were, were far more durable. We've got a lot more of those left than uh, than we do the He Man ones. They they were proper quality toys. products. Yeah, the better toys, the character designs were more interesting. Yeah, and if you consider as well, I mean, it's the same people who've done it, so you'd think they'd have done a production line, shove them all out, paint them differently, same as do the He-Man figures, and job done. Even to the point where you make She-Ra just the, you know, the Evelyn or the Teela mold. Yeah, with a I different mean, costume. It would be so easy to do that. It would have. And and I'm I'm talking completely out of school here. I have no basis for this. This is just me going on a, on a flight of fancy. Um, so there's no... The, I have done no research, okay? If if this is true, then you'll probably be able to tell me. But it it feels to me, um, like like we all know that that there was a, a cynical reason behind all of this. It was oh, yeah. like girls need to buy action figures, and it yeah. was the eighties, so obviously there were toys for boys and toys for girls. Because heaven forbid I should want a Shira, um, even though I did, as you did, um, but it was almost like that was that was the back door to this show like they mattel wanted the toys so that paid for it but the show very much feels like you know what 
if we didn't have to create a new fucking villain every week on Masters Universe to sell another toy, yeah, what story would we tell? Yeah, and it kind and that's what the show feels like to me is that because those toys were all just used to bundle into Masters of the Universe and they just had the, the She-Ra dolls and nobody really gave a fuck as long as girls were buying them. Yeah. Um, they were more creatively free. And the show really feels like that. You you would never get a huge multi-part story like Sword of She-Ra no. over on Masters of the Universe. It just wouldn't happen. No, Because that's right. you can't introduce a new fucking toy every week in a story like that yeah no that's it and i mean i'm just looking at it now i mean the way it was the way it was set up um the he the he-man series was based on the toy line um, and it was kind of that came first whereas this was very much right we have a universe we're going to add to it and you're and we're going to make toys for it so make a make the fucking show about this so we can get girls buying toys and that was kind of that's the sort of cynical side of it but it was i mean filmation kind of went well you know what we're going to do a proper job of this so they released um uh sort of Shira, um, which was it was originally um, released and, and as a as a film uh, called He Man and She Ra: The Secret of the Sword, and then they realised actually that should that's the best place to start the show is, is as an origin as an origin story rather than starting off where you already know who she is. Yeah. So I mean, there's a there's a there's a different tone next. Obviously, they've written this to be um you know, to be a sort of a five part event and then the rest of it separately. Um, but yeah, it's it's one of those that you get the impression they've been given a lot more scope to go. You know what? Make the fucking show you want to make. Just sell us some bastard in toys. Yeah. Um, we, no, we want girls buying this doll. And if she's got a sword and a helmet and a shield and a fucking flying unicorn with guns coming out of his ass, do it. Just get me my fucking sales. Because, of course, there is no way that girls could buy a He-Man toy. No, absolutely not. For this, you know, For the same reason as we talked about before Christmas, that there had to be a fucking pink Transformer. Yeah. Well, I e- mean, even now, like Lego, when Lego brought, brought out their range of Lego friends... Um, which you know, and there's a whole TV show that accompanies it, and it's very much aimed at girls. And it's you no, know, they they bake and they horse ride and they do all this sort of shit. And the number of people I've spoken, number of women I've spoken to who've gone, I used to play Lego when, when I was a kid. All they had to do to make it appeal to girls was do more girl hair. You know, so yeah. do a, do a, a girl hair with pigtails, a girl hair with a ponytail. The rest of it, I don't give a fuck. I can still build cars and buildings and whatever the hell I like because I can build whatever I like out of Lego. It doesn't have to be boy specific, girl specific. But if you want me to feel represented, just give you know, just give one of them a, a, a ponytail on you know, different colours of hair, so it looks like me, and I can carry on doing what I like. And I can carry on building your your car sets, your castle sets, do whatever. But there's a girl in it because she's got different hair. Job done. Um, yeah. And this again, it's it's that sort of cynicism that goes a bit too far sometimes. But in this case, I'm glad it did because we got two good shows out of it. Yeah, I mean, again, it's it's the '80s, so we we kind of have to just take that cynicism with a pinch of salt. Yeah, it, yeah. it doesn't excuse it. You know, in the same way that you can't sort of just nearly said whitewash then, which would be an awful choice of words. But in the same way that you can't ignore everything that's happened in human history for the last hundred years, you can't excuse the fact that the 80s was a horrendously just sexist time. You know, it was it, it just was gender was very much a thing. There were boys and there were girls and there was no fluidity in the middle. Simply what there was, and it just wasn't allowed to I be think, publicly I mean, given, recognised. Given the time this was as well, where you just had some AIDS really sort of coming into its own. And again, that was blamed on the gays and how dare they, you know, it's 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 perverse and it's destroying our society. There was no sort of acceptance of anything other than binary. Everything, yeah. you know, people were black or white and uh, male, and fe- male or female. And that was it. Those, those are your choices. And yes. there was no identification. There was nothing. So the, I mean, 
to be fair, it's, it's amazing that we got the quality that we did out of the eighties, given how fucked up it was. Well, the thing is, I think, I think that the fucked up side of it was very much corporate. Oh yeah, um, and you know, we we have to remember that. Sadly, just like the majority of the world now, we had a very right-wing government in most countries. Yeah. Everything was pushing towards, you know, capitalism. And nobody re- was really concerned about individuals. But that doesn't mean that artists weren't. Mm. Um, and, and so, you know, that's how you get this stuff through the back door. You know, and, and for everything that we can look at now compared to the new show and see as dated. Like if you take this show in the context of the eighties and what it was, um, the show itself really isn't as, as gender specific as the toy line would be. No, no, you know, absolutely not. It, it's really not um, like, yeah. Okay. She rides a unicorn and stuff. I know, but he's an armored unicorn to start with. And at well, no yeah. point is, is, is she ever, you know particularly girl power she no. just does what's right and you know because they took the time in setting up the, the sort of Shira arc and those five or six episodes whatever it was we got to know that character so more than just being a girl with a sword yes like the fucking pink transformer she was Shira, and whether she had been male female other whatever she was going to be she was Shira. Yeah. Simple as that. I mean, well, technically, she's a fucking alien, so it well, doesn't yeah, really exactly. matter. <laughs> that's, that's it. And I mean, I think that's, that's one of the things, actually. I mean, I that's one of the comparisons I... I, I, I mean, there, there will be some as we go through, but one of the comparisons I have to draw with, with the new show is that... It's we, the most we, inclusive TV show I have ever <laughs> seen. And I yes. mean that to its absolute credit. Yeah. I absolutely love how everyone is a different race, yeah. There are clearly representations of just about every sexuality you can think of. Mm. They're all in there. They all come through in the characters. But at no point does anyone feel the need to draw attention to any of it. No. Well, at that's no that. point do we have to draw attention to the fact that Scorpio is clearly in love with Catra. At no point do we have to draw attention to the fact that Bo is black. Hmm. You know, at no point do we draw attention to Glimmer's weight. Like, they just are who they are. Yeah, I and mean, they've represented... more gone into the characters than, than the stereotypes yes. that they would have been in the 80s. And and you can pretty much, any child of any ethnicity, sexuality, body type, whatever, can watch that show and see a version of themselves represented. And I I cannot think of a single other show or film or comic or any other media, if I'm honest, that has pulled that off quite so effectively no. as the new She-Ra. No, I think and you're right. And I, I think that... absolutely take my hat off to them because that is a difficult feat. It, it is. And I mean, with um, Glimmer in particular, so, you know, the, the way she was portrayed in the original, she was stick-thin, fairly decent rack on her. She you know, very thin face, long, straight hair. And no, she's she's she, the way that the majority of the women in that show, anyway, particularly but particularly her, set up as being a very could be very sexualized very easily. Mm-hmm. Um, again, possibly playing to the you know, comic book nerd virgins who were uh, who, who were they the, the other side of their market they were aiming for. Um, but in in the new one, they've gone right. Okay, well, some people are slightly shorter and and slightly plumper. Some you know, some people are tall some people are broad some some people are black some people are asian some people are hispanic 
some aliens are purple. Who gives a fuck? Let's work on the character. And yeah. not really, and, and it's to a point where you could transplant whole characters into different bodies yeah. at, the, at the concept stage, and it wouldn't matter because nope. they're not. No, at no point is Bo. No, well, this is because I'm black, or I'm playing up this stereotype because I'm a young black male. It doesn't matter. You could swap. You could swap him and Glimmer over it uh, on the first on the on the first recording. You could have fucked up the recording and had the wrong actors doing the wrong wrong lines, and just gone. You know what? Fuck it. Doesn't matter. It works. Yeah. And you, you're right. I think it's an absolute feat. Um, that we've not seen before and probably won't see again for a long time. It's it's amazing, even down to to someone like Entraptor, um, who you know it's very easy to fall into the stereotypical mad scientist nerdy girl. Um, it's very easy to use the willow trap there yeah. and just give us that. What does she do? Ah, she works on the internet. Um, no, she's a fucking scientist yeah and she's got all of these weird quirks but they're part of her personality because she's a scientist and she's yeah. not good and she's not evil she's just she's just there. on the side of science yeah but, and I mean, so uh, you avoid all of those kind of stereotypical traps that you fall into when you're representing the nerd or yeah. the geek and so it's not even offensive to a counterculture like that which is now rapidly becoming mainstream mm. it's I mean, yeah, this this podcast isn't about that show. It's about the old one. And oh my god, like I said, I could talk about it all night. But that specifically is the one thing when I when I think about that show that as as a writer and a creator, I am in absolute awe of the way they've pulled that off. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's wonderful and deserves to be celebrated. I wish more television could do it. I don't know why they can't. Um mm, yeah. now maybe Look, I'm I'm a reasonably well off, I guess, rapidly approaching middle aged white male. So as usual, I'm not the person that should be able to comment on this. And maybe there are people out me out there that will say, actually, Chris, shut the fuck up, you're wrong. We're not being represented at all here. Um but from where I'm standing, I see just the united colours of Benetton in that show, for want of a better phrase. Well, well yeah, but I mean I think that's kind of the point is that i don't think anybody is overly represented i think everybody is kind of given the same the same shift yeah. and nobody's fobbed off nobody's mugged off nobody's gone no oh well yeah we don't need to worry about that that's we can we can ignore that that's something we can just they've made they made and it's, it's my big thing I'm, I'm if anything i'm a bit i'm a humanist let people be people let people be yes. who they are let people do what they do as long as it's not hurting anybody as long as it's consensual and as long as it's legal let people have at it um, and it doesn't matter if they're black, white, Asian, Hispanic, Martian. Don't give a fuck. People are people. And that's the bit that's important. And I think that's a, from from this show's perspective, that's what it does well, is that it doesn't matter. Um, and I, I, I'm in the same boat as you, but I, I, I struggle to see, and it, no, it's, again, it's probably from a, a, a base position of relative privilege, that I don't see where offence can be taken for either for inclusion or omission. No, and that, and that's the key, isn't it? Is that they don't reach too far, they don't spill over into you know positive discrimination. Then, for for want of a better term, um, nobody, as you say, is overrepresented. No, there are no tiptoes. There's no walking on eggshells. It's just these are our characters. This is who they are. You take them or leave them. Yeah. Um, but it just so happens that one of them's Asian and quite a lot of them are female and some are fat. One's a fucking half-human cat hybrid. One has fucking scorpion hands. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. That's who they are. Um, but, yeah, 
yeah, wrong, getting, wrong getting getting sidetracked. I, I Sorry. Still hours about the new Shiro, and I've only watched a season and a bit. Yeah, this, um, this may only, be something we need to do off air. Yeah, I'm only part way through season two, so God help me when yeah. I've watched all four. Yeah. In, um, incidentally, this, um, the new season um, premiered on Netflix on November 13, 2018. Oh, okay. So it's been around just over a year, and they've done four seasons. What? What? So the the first season of the new show was twenty eighteen. Yeah. Wow. I Shira, Shira, and the, Shira and the Princess of Power pre, uh, premiered on Netflix on November thirteenth, twenty eighteen. I am not as late to the party as I thought. Okay. No, good. I mean I'm 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 tardy to the party, but no, I I thought it was about seventeen, but I didn't realize they'd done four seasons until I started watching it. Uh, this I'm week. fashionably late to the yeah, yeah. party. Yeah. Party's still going on. They're not cleaning up yet. Yeah, I, I can cope with that. Um, but yeah, to, as you said, to compare those back to those original designs, Glimmer, and, you know, I, I should have been prepared for that in rewatching, like I say, because I, I have rewatched the, the specials hmm. fairly regularly. So I know who all of these characters are. And it's one of the first things when I watched the new show, I was like, oh, okay, Glimmer looks a bit different. And oh, yeah. okay, Bo's black. And, you know, it, it's one of the, you do sort of look, for those, and, oh, okay, Catra's actually sort of a cat. Um, but then I feel like I took that more in my stride going into the new show hmm. than I did then going back and watching the original and going, fucking hell yeah, why does Glimmer look like that? Why? Yeah. Because because actually, you know, in changing that character model and in making her the, the sort of stereotypical sort of stick thin cover girl princess, um, they've just removed Glimmer's character entirely. She. <laughs> She's crap in the old show. She, she is, and I'm, crap. I mean, it's it's quite funny as well because in the new show she's a general or a commander or something like that, even though she's like twelve. Um, whereas in the original show, she's in. Um, I think it's the fifth episode of that um, of the sword arc, the battle for uh, Bright Moon. She's there rallying the troops, and she's you know she's coming up with a battle strategy, and um, then and he manages to turn up and say, "Well, what about us? We want to do this," and kind of naturally take over without usurping her. But she's just got no fucking charisma. She's like, yes, we're now going to do this and we're now going to invade this and we're not going to put up with their shit anymore. Well, fuck you. Who are you, lady? No, the, yeah. She's got nothing about her. No. Apart uh, from the fact she's got a relatively decent rack. Yeah, whereas, again, in, in the new show, we get time to get to know Glimmer. And and the yeah. character is the same in as much as she's the, the general of the army, if you like, as she is in the old show as well. And if I remember yeah, and, rightly, and the daughter, she the daughter steps, of the queen or whatever. Yeah, she doesn't well. she step down for She-Ra, if I remember rightly, yeah. and say, actually, you can lead the army, yeah. uh, or the rebellion rather, not the army. That would yes. be the horde. Um, so the character's reasonably the same. It's just we get a whole season to get to know her with the new show. And I'd argue she, well, no, she definitely is at least as important as Adora. Oh, definitely. For that show. Um, like, yeah, She-Ra's the hero, but a lot of the time it's Glimmer's story. Um, and, and so you get to know her very well in, in the new show. You, you do, uh, but I think that's something that can be said of all the all the leads, to be honest, um, even Catra to a point. Um, in, in the original series, you kind of, because it's He-Man driven and you're being introduced to it at the same time He-Man is, but then it's, you kind of, he says to Adora, well, the people hate the the horde. No, they don't. They love them. Go and see for yourself. And that's all it takes. There's, no, she, she, all she, oh, the one word, and she's like, all oh, right, okay. And she, she doesn't kind of find anything organically. Nothing. Everything sort of happens to her, or because of other people. Yes. Whereas in the in in um in the the reboot, and I'm not generally a fan of reboots, as you know, but in the reboot, it's everything's a bit more organic. That 
she starts asking questions based on what she's seen, not seeing things based on questions she's been asked, as happens in life. You know, we, we kind of observe things and, and our position alters, uh, or we start questioning, we start challenging. And we get that with with Adora, we get it with Katra. Um, and no, I mean, I quite like the way they're set up as no, very, no, they're very much together, but they're very much, um, very much going to be op uh, going to be opposites. Um, we get it, you no, know, we get it with um, with Glimmer and with Bo as well. That they they start to realize that you no, know, as much as Adora's been hoodwinked, brainwashed, everyone looking into thinking that everything's black and white and everything that the the horde say is true. That no, that she recognizes the shades of gray, and so do the others. They come to realize actually, not all horde soldiers are there to burn the place down. No, they're people for them. No, Okay, there's people following orders, and there's a whole thing about that. But you know, you, they they can sort of take a bit of perspective from it as well because they see that actually Adora is not a raving fucking lunatic. She's not a psycho there to you know, just to kill everybody and burn everything down. She's a person first and foremost, and there are larger forces at work. And I think the more time is spent on that because we have a full season as opposed to five episodes where Adora is not even the the main character of her own show up until kind of episode four. Um, and yeah, it's just one of those that I think that that's something they've really learned on. Uh, they've they've learned from where they've done it in the past, I, and they've kind of yeah. developed it. And I think part of it's time based as well. Part of it's contem it contemporaneous. Is. I mean, yeah. you you wouldn't have you couldn't make um, that original show now. No, uh, and and it is time based. You know, again, cartoons in the eighties were very different, and the perception of what an audience for an animated show or a cartoon would be in the eighties was very different. Like that original She-Ra would have, it was a kid's show. Now yeah. I'd argue that for its time, it's actually quite well written and yes. is more mature than a lot of the kids show, particularly like some of the designs on the horde are horrific and it is quite violent. Yeah. Um, you know, well, I'll come to that in a minute as well, but, you know, today, I think there's already a recognition that, like, that, you know, when it was being put in production, like the new She-Ra, like, yes, kids will watch it, but it is not a children's show. It is no. a family show, maybe. Yes. Um, you know, but it's the real key is that it is so exceptionally well written and so well paced because, yeah, they had 10 episodes or whatever it was ordered from day one. Yeah. So they put a storyline together, whereas this original one would have been right. Well, we'll give you five and see how many toys you sell and see how you go. And then if the rest don't hear, then they just don't hear. It doesn't matter. You know, and we've talked about this on this show a lot, how we get series air out of order or we get series take, you know, years and years between between yeah. seasons because they get dropped and picked back up again or they change networks. And, and that's just how cartoons worked on network TV. You could never be sure how far you were going to go with your story, which is why when we get things, you know, like uh, a Ulysses or a, or a Jason, the wheel warriors, we go so fucking nuts for them yeah. because, you know, or, or a Willie fog even because they were so rare. What was far more common was your masters of the universe monsters of the week. Yeah. Um, and, and that's why these first five, six episodes of She-Ra feel so special, you know, and, and yes, they were packaged together as a special, you know, in Secret of the Sword or, what, or whatever they call it. As I say, I've always known it as Sword of She-Ra. Yeah. Um, but, they, you know, there was a through line there. And, and yes, it's, it's hokey in places, you know, like especially um, I think it's about episode four where Adora eventually joins the rebellion. And, and you know, I, I had a coffee spit moment where, she shows up and and Adam refers to her as his sister and the 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 rest of the rebellion are like 
what she's your sister but she's a horde soldier and they literally hand wave it with adora going yes i was a horde soldier but i'm not now i'm going yeah. to join the rebellion and that's yeah. it yeah there are there are a few bits like that and like there's um when they go back to Eternia and she meets um she meets the king and queen and um like teela's and um that is oh no she's my she's my sister you haven't got a sister and man at arms goes by the stars, could she be? And it looks like her. How the fuck would you recognize her? Because she was a baby when she was taken. There's no fucking way you'd recognize her. But the way, no, the way things that I just accepted so very, very quickly. And I, and I think you have to in order to the fact, you know, you had 20 minutes and you couldn't let it spill over. Because don't forget as well, like, especially towards the end of the first season on, on the new show, they do start to take their time and hit those character beats and let the story bleed. We don't get yeah. cliffhangers as such. We get one or two, um, but the story bleeds and it becomes one long narrative arc. Whereas, you know, even these five episodes, it's only the first few that directly connect. It's the first um, three, isn't it? And then Yeah, and then once you get to four, you get the stuff with the harpies and what have you, which is a slightly separate storyline, and then it feels a bit disjointed because they jump over to Eternia, and it, yeah, and it starts to go all over the like shop. That. And so, yeah, and so you have to move that story on very quickly. But actually, they give us enough respect as an audience to not, like, the lines are hand-waving, but all of the exposition is there and it is delivered in in big exposition bombs. Yes. You know, it's not eloquent. They don't try and hide it. They give you like, um, I think it's the sorceress delivers the first lot of exposition where you, she tells us about um, He-Man's lost his memory because she's erased it and yeah. things like that. You know, and it's just like, look, just in case we know the average age of people watching this show is like probably 10 to 12 and, and younger yeah. and they're not going to give a fuck as long as He-Man and She-Ra punch the horde in, in the face. Well, yeah, that's but it. Just in case anyone questions us, here's the backstory. Here's yeah. how this happened. And I really respect them for that because there's not really any need for it. Let's be honest. For what this show is, you could yeah. You have just got away with the hand if, if, if anything i think it's in there so that when kids get that little bit older or, or the older kids when they're first watching it if they ask mum and dad there's an answer there's a definitive answer they can go oh yes yeah, because of this job to done the point you know to the point where we we've said there are there are some very very obvious comparisons to star wars with with both franchises but especially with she-ra with the yeah. rebellion and the horde and stuff like that and yeah you know horde soldiers essentially are stormtroopers um and they shoot like them as well yeah, but, you know, to the extent where there is way more thought and backstory gone into the overall plot and arc of She-Ra than there is in the original Star Wars trilogy. Oh, way yeah. more. There's, because, far more there's, there's far more continuity to the process. Yeah, if you if you seriously question the original Star Wars trilogy for more than 10 minutes, the whole thing just fucking falls apart. It like, falls apart in the first scene. continuity gaps. Well, it falls apart in the first scene because if that gunner shoots down the escape pod, yeah, then no Star Wars. Yeah, exactly. Then there's things like you know having to retcon and wipe in the droid's memory, and then the whole Luke and Leia brother sister thing, and you know there's there's all of this random that's, shit yeah. that's never been thought about until they absolutely had to think of it. Yeah, whereas a, lot of, here, a lot of it doesn't pay off anyway. No, whereas here, right up front, episode three, episode four, round about there, they just go, Do you know what? Just in case, here you go. Here's yeah. everything. Here's the fucking backstory, and here's all of it in about five minutes. If yeah. you want to know, it's there. If you don't, 
it's fine. Shiro's going to punch someone in the face in like 10 seconds. Yeah. So don't worry. And like massive respect for that, to be fair, because that wasn't really happening in anything other than maybe Transformers at around this time. Yeah. Transformers was pretty good with the backstory as well. Although, again, as as I said on that episode, like that's got so convoluted that oh, yeah. Transformers continuity is its a whole. That's gone too far the other way. I mean, I think the, the tra- I mean Transformers continuity has kind of gone down the route of like alternate dimensions in in comic books, whereby you now you've got you know, like the Amazing Spider Man and Super Spider Man and all you know, all those different variations of this fucking tale. It's yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah, but, I mean, it's really hard to follow, and and yeah, it's. I mean, this is this is something you, you you don't have it with, and it just does seem to be they've gone. Well, you know what? We know we're getting a season. We're not. We know we're getting this arc, and then we know there's going to be crossovers because they're going to want to sell more toys. So we know we're getting that, and then I mean, the fact it was cancelled after two years suggests that actually they didn't sell the toys they wanted to sell. Um, but they no, they kind of had a, a they kind of had a roadmap and said, well, we're going to do this, um, and as you said, because they didn't have to sell Monster of the Week. They didn't have to sell a new toy every week. It was a case of, right, we can tell a story. And it does seem to work. And I think it's, I mean, as I said, I've not gone back and watched the entire 93 episode run. Um, but what I have watched, it all follows. It's all logical. Um, and, and yeah, it, it works in a way that a lot of shows at the time didn't. And we've we've been disappointed many times on this show whereby we've gone back to stuff that we've really enjoyed as kids and gone, oh, well, bollocks, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was... I... I mean, we're not, you know, we're not approaching our final thoughts yet. I don't no, think, no. but um, no, I've got a few things left. Yeah, yeah, just you know, not not to bury the lead here on that. Like, I've I've already gushed about the new show. Um, oh yeah, but I was very very pleasantly surprised in going back and and rewatching these again for the first time in probably yeah, about two years. It's not it's not been that long. Um, but you know, certainly the first time since we've started doing this show, so I was a little bit nervous, and I'll be even more nervous when we actually go back to to Motu. But um... yeah, I mean, I, I I was a bit apprehensive for for that reason that we have been burnt a few times now. Um, but I've not seen, I've not watched these in a long time. It's probably I'm thirty now, so um, yeah, it's probably going on twenty five years since I've watched these regularly i mean apart from picking that up picking up the specials here and there and starting the new show i hadn't gone back to this in a long fucking time um so i was i was saying i was thinking right well you know this is either going to be great and what i remember or this is going to just kick me in the balls one more time yeah and it's it was made that much harder by the fact that you know i guess I, I was excited to go back and watch it because i've been watching the new show mm. but that was a double-edged sword and yes I always knew it was going to be. So so I, I think I did kind of, I managed my expectation going in because I was like, okay, this is this is not the She-Ra that I'm currently watching. Yeah. This is, this is She-Ra as it was. And I think because I managed that expectation, actually, I was probably expecting worse than what I got. So I've, yeah. I've really enjoyed watching, <laughs> yeah. watching, you know, the, the special again. Um, but you know, we'll, we'll come on to more on that when, when yeah. we sum up, but yeah, that was really just, just for me to circle back around there and, and just pick up the fact that, you know, as, as much as we keep saying that like, yes, this was of its time and things like that. And it certainly was, but I only feel like it was of its time in comparison to what we have now. I think yes. actually compared to a lot of the cartoons that were around then, I think 
this was quite progressive and it certainly was well put together, which it had no right to be either of those things and shouldn't have been. No, I mean, this, this, this was the, so the, the redheaded stepchild. No, it was a case of it absolutely He-Man he, he is our vehicle and we're just, we're just hitching this to our wagon so girls buy more He-Man toys. Yeah. That, no, this, this show in reality shouldn't actually exist. If they'd done He-Man properly in the first place, they wouldn't have needed this show. So it's only yeah. by it's only by the fact that they hit they hit the de- they hit the demographic they wanted, but they didn't have a broad enough appeal. So they rather than making changes to that show and making more of the female characters they had, or trying to introduce something there, they went. You know what? We'll just spin off an entire new world. We'll lead into it, and then it can run on its own. Kind of you know you have with spin off shows anyway. But it just again it's coming back to that sort of cynical approach where they've gone. We're not selling enough toys to girls between I don't know five and twelve. We need yeah. to be back in on this shit. Um, but yeah, I mean, talking about what you, saying what you were talking about, um, I did it the other way because I'd st- I started watching the new show probably, and we had a conversation about it relatively recently. Um, so I'd started it and then kind of, because I knew we were doing this, I'd stopped deliberately because I didn't want to be saying, right, this is the new show and this is a, this looks amazing. Oh, this this is great because of X, Y, and Z. And then go back to the original and go, oh, well, that's shit because it doesn't do what the other one yeah. does. So I stopped and had that thing, and then I thought, right, if I go back and I watch the origin stories from each one, because at this point I was aware, obviously I was aware of the special, um, the Secret of the Sword, where it's called, and I was aware of the sort of the, the origin of the new one because I'd, I'd just watched it. So I thought I can compare those two as to which is more effective, which you know, looks better, sounds better, whatever else. And I think that was because I, I did that and I had that in mind. I was quite happy to do that. And what I saw, I mean, the. I said the, the amount of stories that's gone into both of them, but I mean, the original, again, this, yes, they started bleeding off into other stories towards the end of that special. But that, you know, the fact that there was, they, they went both the wall and said, sod it, this, we're going to tell a story. And we're starting at this point whereby we don't need, no, we don't need an established hero. We can retcon a story, uh, an origin story for later. We, we're going to make this star right in front of you and we're going to use yeah. our other vehicle to do it. Um, and it shouldn't work, and it should have pissed me off. I think. I, I mean, I'm. I, I like an origin story, but I think if you if you're starting somebody's story, it needs to be their story, not their twin brother. Um, but I didn't mind it as much as I thought I would. Um, and then, yeah, going into it and just sort of seeing the way that it progressed, and I mean, I, I haven't watched the whole ninety three episodes. I think I've watched maybe seven or eight, um, and I will maybe pick up a couple more if I have time because we watch a lot of shit every week to put these shows out. Um, but yeah, it's it's one of those you think, well, yeah, for what it is and what it should have been and what what you could reasonably expect it to be as a spin-off, as a poor relation of a very popular show, it's a lot better than it should be from minute one. Yeah, it absolutely is. And and I think a lot of, you know, a lot of the fact that the first few episodes were, were He-Man centric, you know, it just literally was because it was a spin-off and because we're in another dimension. Like traditionally with an origin story, you know, that first episode and especially if it's going to be like a superhero origin story or something like that, then then your hero is your cipher into that world and yeah. whatever magical powers they gain, you you sort of along with them for the ride as they gain those powers. Yeah, which but, is exactly why you get in a new one. Yeah, um, but because this was a connected universe, yeah, you know that they, they would have had to find a way to tie He Man into all of that as well. Whereas actually, again tip of the hat to them the obvious way to do that is well actually this is a whole another um dimension essentially another yeah. another universe so so he-man is our cipher because the audience is familiar with he-man we know he-man 
even if you don't watch the show, you know who He-Man is. Yeah. So, you know, because he was huge at this point. So it's like, yeah, there's your audience cipher. And then that's how we get introduced to Shira. And I actually, you know, like, I like that. I think that's quite clever. Um, and, it, and it works. They pull it off. Mm. Um, and I actually think it works, you know, to its credit uh, in, in the same way that, you know, when when you watch something like, um, and, and no spoilers, I have to be careful here. Uh, <laughs> well, you where, me. where do I go with this? Um, something, yeah, no. I'm just going to throw it out there. Okay. Um, something like the, the recent Joker film, for instance, the, the Joaquin Phoenix Joker, mm. um, where you spend a tremendous amount of time with a character waiting for them to become the titular character. Yeah. Um, if you were to do that for this episode with just She-Ra, you'd be like, what the fuck is this? I don't understand. What's Etheria? Who's Bo? Who's it? But... Be- you get to do that and see the person behind Shira because you get to go on that journey with He-Man, and that's fucking clever. You know that is that is smart writing. So I, I like it. It works. Yeah, I mean, I think it works because it's the non-conventional choice. It's you know, you, as you'd normally expect that you you get introduced to all this stuff with the character because it's all new to her as well. It's not as if you know she's always been Shira and we're meeting her for the first time. She's finding this out for herself as well. So. Both methods work. I think it was a very brave move for um for them to do it with the original and to do it through He-Man. But also because you don't have He-Man in this in the new universe, it, you can't do that. So you, you need another way. And I think rather than trying to think of another really clever way to do it, they focused on the character and building her up and building a world for her that they can then just knock down completely, um, yeah. which which also works. But I think it, it does work in the original. I think that it's for me. It was let's say watching it this morning. It was quite jarring because. I then came out of it not wanting to watch more Shira, but to want to watch more He-Man. Um, I've a bit of a problem. I've had, yeah, I've had that as well. And look, that is purely because He-Man was my jam as a kid. It's it's as simple as that. Like there is no point, and I'm aware that He-Man's actually quite bad. Okay, um, <laughs> but there is no point where I'll never not want to watch He-Man if given the opportunity. If somebody no. said to me now, oh, do you want to watch a bit of He-Man? I'd be like. Yeah, all right. Like, I'm well, not going to go. I've got loads of He-Man DVDs. I'm not going to go and pick one up and put one on. But if somebody suggests it, or I come across a video on YouTube or whatever, like you're not going to turn it off. No, because I fucking loved He-Man. Yeah. Absolutely I, I, loved it. And, and that's fair. And I mean, the one thing that was quite um, quite telling with this is obviously, I mean, it's a it's a cookie cutter product. Now they've taken He-Man and gone right. We're going to make we're going to make the leader girl because we want to sell girl toys, and. We need to make the sidekicks if we want to sell them to girls. Um, we need we need to make them a bit friendlier. So we'll have a unicorn instead of a green and yellow tiger, and we'll have that fucking flying thing. Was named it Cowl or something like that? Uh, it is Cowl, isn't it? Because yeah. it's half koala, half owl. Oh motherfucker! Um, but yeah, you so only yeah. just realised that. I've never seen it written down. Cowl, so yeah. yeah, koala owl. Motherfucker! Um, but, but to yeah, me, so... like he always looked like. Um, do you remember the um, the popple things? Yeah, yeah. It just always looked yeah. like a fucking popple to me. A popple with big ears. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I hadn't made that connection, so I'm not, uh, um but yeah, so they, they were direct not every character had a direct counter in He Man. And if you go on to if you um put She Ra into um, Wiki and don't don't pick either of the series, pick the character. There is um well, actually no, it might be on the series, actually, it might be on the first series, I think I'll find it now. But there's a list of who everybody equates to 
Oh, it's, it's on the season, the um, the original series um, entry. So Adora Shira is Prince Adam slash He-Man. Spirit yeah. Swiftwind is Cringer slash Battle Cat. Catra uh-huh. is Skeletor's pet Panthor. I can't. I've forgotten the name. That's um, a stretch. Yeah. Um, Mantena is Muraman. Grizzlor is Beastman. Hordak is Skeletor. And they've they've just gone right. Okay. Well, we need that character, but we need them to be their own character, not the same. So we'll draw them differently and give them a different name. Yeah, but, I guess that kind of works. Like Cowl would be Orko, and yeah, like you know, Teela would be um, Glimmer. Glimmer, uh, yes, um, obvious. Light Hope and the Sorceress. Yeah, so I mean, there's some. I mean, it's it's a carbon copy. And even no, even, even the um, even the places, you know, like you no, know, is Eternia and the Fright Zone is Snake Mountain, and you know, it's all the same. Um, and it's no, it's not as if they put massive thought into it and the massive originality into it, but the story is better. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. The story is way, way better. Like, like I said, it's been plotted, um, and I, I've not watched too many of of the kind of individual episodes after after the specials, and and I haven't rewatched many of them for a long, long time. And maybe my opinion will change if I do that. But I actually think the story's better than than the majority of things that were around this time. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, mean, I I really like, I was quite taken with the story, um, to a point where you know, I mean for all the stu- all the criticisms I have it of of it, and we'll come on to some of these in a minute. But you know, the the fact that the even the fact the copy I had was so fucking bad that after about five minutes I was going to call it and go, you know what, I can't do it. I'm gonna have to do it from memory because I just can't watch this shit. Um, but I, I could forgive all of that because as we went into it, by the time we were halfway through that first episode, I was in. I wasn't. I was I was planning on watching one or two of the. Um, of the, the the specials um, to yeah. get me into it, I ended up watching all five and then two more episodes and then going, yeah, we said we'd you know, do a little bit of comparison with the new one, so I need to watch a couple of those again as well, just to you know remind me of a few key points, um, and then had some other shit to watch as well. Um, so it was, like, it was one of those we think, well, okay, fine, it's it's going to be what it is. And then as I watched it, I went, oh bloody hell, right, where's this going? I can get on board with this. And then the fact that you have you know, the whole rebellion angle and you have this you know, very obvious imperial empire and all the rest of it. Um, but yeah, it, it was it, it hooked me. Um, one of the things I did pick out is in the very first episode, um, where you're in um, Hordak's throne room chamber, whatever the fuck it is, um, and they're having a bit of a conflab, and they're talking about the the fact that she's under, you no, know, she's still under this spell, and there's a stranger from another world who's basically going to come and kick us all in the nuts. And Hordak says something in the lines of, "We'll teach him not to mess with the evil horde." Now, who calls themselves evil? Who actually yeah. goes out and, and suggests that no, they know they're the baddies. That is actually yeah. their name, though. They are the evil horde. Yeah. Is... But I say, you know, who thought that was no? Just in terms of the logic, that doesn't make any sense. Because if you know dude, you're on the side of dude, wrong, they live in the fright zone. Well, like, I can get on board with that. It's like the Twilight Zone. You know, I, I'm pretty sure they're not good guys. Like. <laughs> They're the uh, yeah. evil horde from the fright zone. So yeah, but like even the Nazis didn't call themselves the evil Nazis. They thought they were right. No, but what I'm saying is, I think I think Hordak likes to think of himself as metal um, in more ways than one. I mean, he is kind of yeah, robotic. Kind of, yeah. Um, but, um, but, but I mean, they are actually. Now I think about it, I'm struggling to think of a more metal group of villains from an 80s cartoon yeah. than the evil horde. No, you, like, are, you are right. You are right in that much, but yeah, it, it struck me as being odd. And the second part was immediately following that line where he said, no, says we'll show them to mess, not to mess with the evil horde." He changed his arm into a cannon and blows up his own fucking throne room. He just starts shooting shit up. There you go. See, like, what, <laughs> metal. What the fuck. 
metal. Um, but then they do make a joke about that in the new one where she she um, where she's talking to Bo and he he calls him the evil whore and says, "Who calls us that? Uh, everybody." Because and, the, and again they're making a bit of a joke about it, but again the fact that's how they're known, but they wouldn't they wouldn't refer to themselves as being evil particularly. No. But yeah, that that just made me um, that made me laugh. I thought it was a bit um, nonsensical. Yeah, it did. yeah, it's fine. I'll go with it. I, like, oh, I'll, I'll I'll take it. It was funny, but uh, it was just one of those. I thought, yeah, that's a bit of a stretch. He's metal as fuck. Um, I mean, he's he's basically Skeletor's fucking Jedi Master, isn't he? So well, yeah. I mean, Skeletor. I mean, we don't see a lot of him in in this arc. I think he's in two episodes, isn't he? Um, yeah. But when he does pop up, I mean. This is where it gets a bit problematic, and we talk about the new one being very inclusive and all the rest of it. The dialogue in this is fairly hokey anyway. Um, but his whole thing about um, I there's another He Man, and this one's a girl, and I've been beaten by a woman and quiet woman. And it's like, hang on a minute, are you trying to make a point? <laughs> every, you know, every it's the, I know, I know again, I know it's the 80s, but everything is entirely be quiet, woman, go make me a sandwich. You have no right to speak to me. Yeah, and that's where it got a bit problematic for me. Um, but yeah, that's something that was that was one criticism I did have of it. I'm not excusing it. Uh, you're absolutely correct. It's it's bad. Um, but again, it's over time again. No, it's, it's uh, yeah, it's easy to I, look back at. Yeah, it was, and but not even that excuses it either. You know, bad is bad. But if there was any character that could get away with that, oh yeah, it's Skeletor. Well, that's like. it because it's for Skeletor. It's a comic beat. He's been bested by somebody, and at the, I mean, at the time, you know, like we had girl toys and boy toys, and no girls were better, and boys and girls were rougher, and no girls like nice stuff, and boys were fucking assholes. Um, but they were assholes. They weren't fucking assholes. They weren't doing the fucking. They were just fucking assholes. Just want to qualify that. Glad one. you cleared that up. Yeah, um, it sounded wrong in my head, so I better throw that one in. Um, but yeah, so I mean, it it would have got a laugh from the people watching it because. Girls watching, oh yeah, because we can kick your ass because we're better than you anyway. And the boys watching, yeah, because you were beaten by a girl, what a loser. Um, so I, you can see where it's come from, and only Skeletor would be able to get away with that. I, can, I appreciate that, but it just because it's now twenty twenty and we're a long way removed, and society's a lot different. And I like to think I'm a fairly reasonable, decent person. It just wound me up a little bit because again, the whole people being people thing. It doesn't matter that she's a girl; she kicked your ass because she's better than you. Yeah, absolutely. Um... So yeah, so there, yeah, there, there were a few I'm things not, like that that rankled. Yeah, not not excusing it. Um, that yeah, that is unfortunately one of those things though that we do bump up against. Yeah, you know, when we watch shows, and, and we always call shows out over it as well. This isn't the first show that's done that, and it, it yeah, won't be the last. And I mean, you know? you, you you'd always get. It. I mean, like I think Friends had a backlash last year when it or the year before when it appeared on Netflix, whereby all of a sudden there weren't no, there weren't enough minority characters in there. There weren't enough black characters. The the attitudes towards um, homosexuality and some of the jokes at his expense and stuff like that. Yes, okay, looking back at it in hindsight 20 plus years or 25 years later, yes, it's absolutely abhorrent, some of it, but for its time, it fits. Um, and it's just, it's one of those that you can't go back and, if you went back and cut out everything that was potentially going to offend somebody from every show, you the, no, the, the entire um, library, no, the entire archive of everything that's ever been made would be cut probably by two thirds. Yeah, I mean, Disney famously now are broadcasting warnings before some of their content on yes. Disney Plus that may be seen as insensitive. Um, and I think that's absolutely the right approach. You leave it as it is. It was a oh, yeah. product of its time. It's as intended. Yes. Society has moved on. We are more inclusive. We recognize that things are wrong. But as I said back at the top of the show, 
you know, that doesn't mean we have to forget that that people ever thought like that. We just have no. to recognize that, that we don't. No, that's right. We have to recognize that we don't and we've moved on. But yeah. no, that, that was part of that was a uh, that was a particular perspective at the time, whether it's the prevailing attitude or not is unknown. Um, I mean, when they say it, I'd have been fucking three or something like that. So I, I don't really have an opinion on what society was like in that at that time. But, you know, it's it's one of those that you've kind of got to take it as it is. Yeah, definitely. Um, but, yeah, I, I think if anybody was going to get away with that, Skeletor yeah. would be the one to do it. But, yeah, you know, things like that are unfortunate, but they don't they don't drag the show down for me. I mean, I, I'm, I'm aware that we've been very positive about the show and, you know, we, we should point out that there are, you know, besides the, the societal things, like that there are some negatives oh, yeah, to it as well. You know, yeah. as you say, there are repeated frames. I I think the theme tune is fucking awful because it barely exists. Yes. Um, you know, where's the ident for the, um, for the transformation was phenomenal. Yes. Was, was iconic. Yeah. Whereas the theme tune with Adora's voiceover, I think, is terrible. Yeah. Um, I, the end credits are awful. Yes. Um, you know, they, there are bad things in here. Some of the voice yeah. work is terrible. The majority of it is pretty good. The, the work itself is, for the, for the most part, the voice work is fine. I mean, um, I can't think of any sort of particularly jarring examples of it. The one thing that does get me, and you get it with um, a lot of things at the time, you got it with older stuff as well, and... and Early Disney films used to do it and used to wind me up. The voices they used, when it, and in the Disney films, it was when they were singing, not when they were speaking. But the voice sounds about 20 years older than the person on screen. Oh, I mean, She-Ra and Adora it both sound like an old woman. Yeah, um, and like if you look at um, like uh, Snow White and um, Cinderella in particular, they fucking warble when they sing. And it, it really... Yeah. It's but, one of those but, where you know, it doesn't fit the character. And the voice no. work in this... Certainly with um um with with Adora, um and I think even with um with, with He Man Adam and He Man, I think it doesn't fit, it just feels too old. Yeah. I, I think with I and not to jump to Disney's defence as I always do, but but with Snow White and, and with Cinderella and especially Snow White you get it from when you get the ha 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 and all of that. Mm. Um that that is a singing style of the time. That is not that they specifically went for that that is just mm. that that is how if you like classical singing was was performed at that time so that's how that would have been written whereas the voices here there's no excuse for them sounding as old as they sound no like you know he man and Shira both sound like they're in their fucking late 30s early 40s yeah I, there's no reason for that well that's it. i'm just trying to find a link to the cast uh let's see how old she is um so i mean she's well, fuck, she's she's seventy she's seventy six now, so we're talking thirty years ago. She you know she was in her mid forties when she did this show, which look that's not unusual either. It's it's not especially but... for voice actors, but there's no reason for that voice to have been so old sounding. Well, that's it. That was that was what I was going to say is that having an actor having an older actor playing a younger part is fine as long as they can pull it off and do it convincingly. And I think that this was my big problem with Shira as a as a performance was that the the actor didn't necessarily fit what was being shown on screen yeah i would agree i mean um, she, she was 20 years into her, i mean she, she'd been active since 1967 so she she was 20 years into her career at that point you'd think she'd have written or known how old she was playing yeah you know whereas comparatively the the actress that plays she-ra now is 30 some odd yeah um, but she sounds like a 16 year old yeah 
Um, and it, and, there's and, no and reason it's, that it's, couldn't have been done in the 80s. No, um, no absolutely not. Um, and it, yeah, it just fits the character better. Um, I mean, the, the the character design is very 80s as well. And obviously, that's not something that dates, but you know, the costumes and stuff will date it horribly. Um, but yes, it's, the, the voice actor... Uh, I, I, I don't know. I still think Shira's costume in this is better than Shira's costume. Sorry, I'm, I'm thinking of um, Adora's, not Shira's. Sorry. All oh, right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, sorry. I think I think the look of Shira, as we've discussed with the character design and stuff as well, but the look of Shira to me is way more appealing in this than it is in the new one. I th- just I think... because it's that much more detailed. Yeah, I was gonna the... say it's, it's it's the style and the and the detail. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Just she look her well. She looks a lot older. Ad, Adam slash He Man would look older if it wasn't for the fucking bowl cut. Yeah, I never understood the bowl cut. Even no, even in the eighties when I, I had it was, one, I think it was easy to draw, and it it was it was easy to just if you like when you do the king, um, whose name I can't remember, um, he had the same haircut. It's just it was brown, and he had a beard on the same face, so they could reuse it quite easily and make people look like family. So uh, it was it's just one of those where it was. I think it was just them being lazy. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, who knows. Uh, I mean, there are repeated character models. You see them all the time. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, but, yeah, I think in terms of what's bad about it, like, really, because I've swung back around onto the positives now, saying how much I pre- sort of prefer the, the look of the characters. Like, for me, it's just I don't like the fucking theme. <laughs> and occasionally, very occasionally, some of the voice acting and the animation is a bit ropey. Um yeah, I mean the dialogue's ropey and shit as well, but again, it's the eighties and kids' TV. And and it's the... it's a serial cartoon, yeah, so you're always going to get. I mean, again, thematically the writing is decent. Um, I think it's just individual lines of dialogue every now and again just make you want to throw things at the TV. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I don't have a great number of problems with this. I mean, I I came into it ready to be disappointed. Um, just because we have been that many times, and especially since we did the um, the Christmas special two years ago, whatever it was, and came out of that again not feeling particularly Christmassy, not feeling particularly positive, um, and then going, oh right, okay, well that's that childhood memory ruined. So I mean, I came into this with fair with high hopes and low expectations. I think is the best way to look at it, um, and I've been pleasantly surprised that I've come out of it going, yeah, you know what? If I have time, I'll watch more. Um, just because it's one of those that, as it's twenty minutes, it's not it's not overly taxing, but there's a story behind it, which is a little bit no, it's a little bit edgier than you get in a lot of kids shows at the time. It's certainly a lot more th- well thought out than you get in kids shows now. Um, and yeah, it's just, you know it's it's far better than it has the right to be. I agree. Um, as I said, I came into this with a mixture of excitement and trepidation. I guess. Um, I was, yeah, nervous is what I was. Essentially, that's pretty much exactly what nervous is, isn't it? Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, especially, like I say, after watching the Christmas special, which, look, is uh, go and listen to that show if uh, it now exists. We've posted it now, right? So, well, it always existed. Listen. It just wasn't available yeah. anywhere because yeah, I forgot so... to fucking post it. I, I, I have no idea how I did it. It's only when we moved to the new website uh, last summer that I found it went, oh, when do we release that? And I had no details because it had never been released. Excellent. Well, I mean, yeah, for our so, thoughts on that, go and listen to that. <laughs> that. 
That is fucking awful, unreservedly terrible. Okay, yeah, it, it's kind of, you get it's it's kind of like they went, oh shit, we said we'd give them something, we need to put something out. It's got to be a bit Christmassy. It's got to be a bit feel good. Um, oh fuck, we haven't got anything. Shit. Um, right, it's due next Tuesday. It's it's, it's the equivalent of you no know, doing doing your homework in the morning on the bus because you need to turn something in. Yeah, and you know that was. Whilst I may watch these things quite regular, that was the last time I watched She-Ra, uh, the old right. She-Ra. So, so I was thinking, oh, fuck, what if it's like that? And I've just spent a month watching one of the one. best shows I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, what, what the fuck am I letting myself in for? Like, I really was worried I was going to shatter my childhood. Um, I haven't at all. I've thoroughly enjoyed rewatching what I've watched um as you said if it wasn't for the fact that you know we're now back in full swing and we have to watch a hell of a lot for this show and i'm still watching kim possible on the reg um (laughs) then maybe i'd go and watch some more of the older one um and i think there's room for both of them to exist as well you know it's not like i'm i'm sat here going well actually if i want to watch she-ra i'll just watch the new she-ra because it's clearly superior Mm. um it is but I feel like there's room for both. I feel, as I say, I feel like the new one, you know, elevates and reinvents what was already a very good show, and yeah. you know, has a lot going for it. So, yeah, I'll still continue to dip in now and again on on a you know maybe a biannual basis or something like that, um, and I'll I'm sure I'll enjoy it. And you know, I still I will always to my deathbed carry he-man and she-ra with me and always enjoy them Mm. so you know that's that's never going to weigh i'll always carry that nostalgia and as you rightly point out at the start of the show i'll carry that pavlovian response to the transformation sequences and the music and the words and the imagery i'll take it to my deathbed with me so you know it's as far as i'm concerned this is it's one of the best shows we've watched i think as as a whole package i mean look how little we found to rag on this show and look (laughs) if if you if you listen to us with any kind of regularity you'll know we're not shy about calling shit out when it's bad um there's just so little to to call out here it's genuinely great and and i feel like you know we're Look, by the time we we cut this together, we're going to probably be around you know the hour and a quarter mark here now with a, with a bit of change, and I feel like we could still go another hour and a quarter listing things that are great about this show. We've barely oh, yeah. touched on the actual characters. We've mentioned a few, you know, we've mentioned Glimmer, we've mentioned Hordak, mentioned Catra in passing, but as with other Motu properties, you know, there are some bonkers characters in here, and especially in Shira, the design of yeah. them is is really good. Like I say, they, they are about the most metal group of villains you're ever going to see. Yeah, one um, thing I did like, actually, I'll cut you off there for a second, um, is um, Shadow Weaver, who was just fucking Orko on, on heroin. Yeah. But I, yeah. again, I was so effective because... It's a character that I mean we've we've seen Orko in He Man and we're assuming he's part of a race that all look like, that all look or have that same shape, the yellow eyes and all the rest of it. But it's just a slightly taller version, very thin, very gaunt, and kind of you know, strung out a bit. Um and yeah, it's just it, it fits really well with that group that he's in. It's, as I say it's it's a very metal, very obviously bad group. And he's just designed to be familiar but just that little bit detached. And I, it was, I meant to say it earlier, it's just one of those that really sort of struck me as how 
how simple it is to take something, you know, to take that and make, you know, make an, a fairly obvious parallel, but just make it that much that much better slash worse. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they really are metal. You, if you were to get a, a composite image and you put Shira in full armor, um, just stood in front of the horde, having or, or even fighting the horde, like that, still could be in a fucking eighties metal album cover. Yeah, like it's 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 like something out of fucking heavy metal. It really is. Yeah. Um, I I love this. I, I loved it. I've I've really enjoyed watching it. Um, I was actually watching it literally before we started recording. <laughs> I stopped an episode to press record because I had some time to kill while I was waiting for oh, for go. Mark to make the Skype call. Um, and yeah, I'll I'll probably dip in and out if I get chance. I'm certainly going to finish the episode that I was watching before Mark well, called. It'd be, it'd be rude not to. Yeah, definitely. So look, um, if you're new to Shira start with the netflix show in all honesty um but if you have any love for this any nostalgia for this it's probably better than you remember and very rarely do we get to say that on this show yes um so give it a look for that um it's if you've watched the netflix show and enjoyed it and never watched the original Give it a whirl, but measure your expectation. Yeah, like, just no, remember the fact that you know, you're rem- almost 40 years removed. Yeah, and remember that it's you know nowhere near as, as woke or inclusive as as the new show is. Um, but for all but, of that, it's a very polished product. Yeah, and it's it's an enjoyable product. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, yeah, I like it. All in all... <laughs> Shira gets a thumbs up from me. Yeah, that, that's that's fair, and I think that's kind of the same for me. Is that I know I, I I'm happy. You know, I, I'm happy that they've rebooted because I think the reboot from what I've seen is very good. I don't generally like reboots. I think that the excuse for making them is always oh, it meant so much to me when I saw it as a as a child or this that and the other, and then they go fuck it up. This I think takes it in a different direction and doesn't do any detriment to the original with the remake. And I think that I'm I I, I I'd be the same if you if you're new to it, go to that first because that's um, it's the better product, I think. But yeah, there's there's a place for both of them because they kind of do the same thing, but in a different way. They have a different approach. And I think if nothing else, it's interesting to compare the two and see how they got from the original to the new one and what what lines they've had to cross in terms of that property, but what they've what they've been able to keep. So yeah, it was, it's quite an interesting one. I mean, I've I've been off work today. I've been I've not been well, so it was um it was a good opportunity for me to sit down and say actually I've got a couple of hours I can I can put stuff on. Um, had it not been for the fact that People were coming home from school and work, and I had shit to do. I'd still be, I'd still be watching it now. Um, and again, that's not, not often we say that with um, with like these old shows. Um, but yeah, I mean that's that's Shira. Um, again, as always, get in touch. Let us know what you think. Um, you can email us uh, smpd at ddpodcast.net. You can get in touch with us on Twitter at smpdpod uh, on Facebook with the Dublin Podcast Network. Um, yeah, let us know what you think. Any thoughts? Any recollections? Um, particularly if you think that, as, as Chris said, if you think we've completely missed uh, missed the point of the new one. Um, but yeah, get in touch. We always enjoy um, enjoy the feedback and having a, a bit of a chat and a bit of crack with people. Um, you can also go to our website ddpodcast.net and pick out the uh, the now infamous um, Christmas special uh, episode, as well as all the other stuff we've done over the last couple of years. Uh, but until next time. For the honour of Grayskull.